0: Where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode eight of the Fly Row Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, aka Tony Playboy, aka Your Missing Ballot, aka Tabasco Fingers, Elliot, aka Mike Nolan's leadership skills. Oh, and I'm joined here today by one of my best friends, Demarcus aka Bostick the human hit stick how you doing today Demarcus Why are all of your
1: aka's always making fun of my cowboys
0: What
1: it's just relentless
0: What
1: you're being a dead horse me yes you I would
0: that doesn't even sound
1: like me for anybody who knows you that sounds exactly <laughs> like you <laughs>
0: All right, all right. I got a question for you, DeMarcus. Go for you know, it. You're going to feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Do you still think the Cowboys can't possibly be bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence? Correct. After losing to Washington? Correct. Whew. All right. A B to the Bucks. How you feeling? I don't feel any kind of way.
1: I am not sure what he can do right now. He hasn't played in a while. There's got to be some rest there, no matter how good you are. There's only one football in Tampa Bay, as far as I know. And he could still be suspended again for some a pending court case of his alleged sexual assault of his trainer.
0: How many games in Tampa Bay do you give Antonio Brown? I'll be generous. Six. That's damn near the whole season. Not the playoffs, though. Okay, now someone pointed out a very interesting spread to me today. Right now, the spread is 19.5 for the Chiefs over the Jets. Would you take the over or the under? If I'm a betting
1: man, which my game picks the last few weeks say I should be, I'm going to take the over.
0: Oh, how bad do you think it's going to be?
1: I think the Chiefs can win by 21.
0: Okay. Three touchdowns.
1: That's reasonable. I try to be.
0: Okay. Here, Here's one that's going to lighten your mood, Demarcus. You know Zebo, Zach Randolph. I do. Grizzly's legend. I hear he sells some stuff on the side. Look, he is, weirdly enough, Demarcus, going through a divorce with his wife. So there's some tea. Uh, it ain't piping hot. All he did was call her a hoe on social media last month. That's routine. <laughs> Wait, what the? That happens all the time. Calling your wife a hoe?
1: I'm sure. Yes.
0: On social media? Absolutely. Nick! (laughs) Yo, you say some wild shit on this podcast. (laughs) How? I think I'm very reasonable.
1: (laughs) Yes. You don't think that there are men calling their wives out their name on social media every day? You got to think.
0: NBA player? You got to the famous okay. most let's, people let's, let's tweet look at into this. a void they tweet into a magnifying glass so here's the deal half
1: of all marriages ended in divorce so there are a lot of uh, I'll say at least let's run some basic stats half of all marriages ended in divorce let's assume at least in half of those cases men file for divorce and the other half women file so in 25% of those cases Men are unhappy with their wife, and I think some of them probably think they they hose. <laughs> <laughs> How's that not reasonable? It seems like the definition of reasonable.
0: Oh, my God. I thought I was supposed to be the fuck boy on the podcast. I just explained my great logic to you. <laughs> okay. So, this week, Mike Nolan had to cancel a conference call on Zoom. Because he had Tabasco sauce on his fingers and touched himself in the eye. You got anything to say, DeMarcus? I'm upset that he was using Tabasco. That's it? This nigga <laughs> don't wash his
1: hands during the pandemic. I'm upset that he caused a bad At defense. At a football facility. I'm upset that how he calls the defense. I wish he would get COVID. Maybe our defense will play better. You know, Damn. that was a little mean.
0: Nigga, you wild today. I'm loving it. All right. We have a great show for you to, do, including some J.R. Smith beef, our top five teams for the NFL. What teams we think are contenders, and what teams we think are pretenders, what we think the fly route is for Rajan Wando now that he has opted out of his player option and will be a free agent, and who we think is going to take the NFC least showdown between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Welcome to the Tea Off. This is how we like to start our show off. We like to spill some tea on some of the crazy situations our favorite athletes get themselves into. And today, we have a pretty funny story about J.R. Smith, who is currently in a beef with Sam Decker. Hold on. Who the hell is Sam Decker? Now, if you just said who the hell is Sam Decker, you are the majority of NBA fans in the world. Sam Decker played college ball for the Wisconsin Badgers. He was the 18th pick. In the 2015 draft, and then flamed out of the league by the 2018-2019 season. But, you know, he has stops with the Rockets, the Clippers, the Cavs, and the Wizards. But we're going to talk about his brief time on the Cavs. Recently on the All Things Covered podcast, J.R. Smith said that in his near 17 years in the NBA, all of his stops, all of his teammates, he has only ever disliked, had a problem with one teammate. Ever. And that is Sam Decker. Think about how many teammates JR Smith has had. You think it's a hundred? A lot. I yeah. would guess, I would also add in
1: 17 years? That there are probably more people who don't like JR than people who JR doesn't like. <laughs> He just does some odd
0: things. I'll say that. Look, I actually loved how J.R. Smith went about this. He went straight at this nigga's neck and he was like, look, he the only one and he know he the only one. So he didn't throw soup on him? <laughs> oh, shit. Did you forget about that? <laughs> I briefly did. And that's why I fuck with JR. <laughs> ain't no sidestepping. Ain't no bullshitting. If you go throw soup on a nigga in a professional setting, you gotta be real. Or crazy. I'm gonna say real. Okay. You try that at work. Nigga, I'm not J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> now, apparently, one day on the team bus, Jr. said that Decker was saying some Trump shit. And from that moment forward, he was done with him. He couldn't mess with him no more. And he really laid into this dude. Like, if Sam Decker had any black friends before, which this comment makes me kind of doubt, he probably doesn't have them anymore. How do you go through the NBA with no black friends? Trump has black friends. He has Herman Kane. Who's Sam Decker's
1: Candace Owens? Maybe he's got one black friend. Hmm. Maybe it's the governor or the attorney general of Kentucky. They said like they could be friends.
0: Nice guy, I've heard.
1: I hear they're nice people on both sides.
0: <laughs> now, JR says, for what question he asked me, it's a thought pattern. You are taught that. It's not like it's the hit you give. And I feel like it's something that you're taught. He's the type of person who's very aware of someone else's circumstances and wants to keep him there. As opposed to trying to help him elevate up. And I don't respect anything about that. So at first I was like. There's not much meat on this bone. This is really vague. This isn't something I want to run with. And it stayed relatively under the radar. But white people not knowing when to quit. And cut their losses on issues of race. Is honestly the one gift that 2020 will not stop giving us. Oh, absolutely. I need everybody who's a Trump supporter to tell me you're a Trump supporter. It's nothing
1: wrong with that, but we can't be friends.
0: <laughs> Look, Sam Decker's wife hopped on a Twitter, fixed her fingers to say, extremely inaccurate and unfair. Consider the source. Listen, Jr. is a lot of things,
1: I've never heard that he's a liar. That nigga threw soup on somebody.
0: And we'll tell you he did. Like it wasn't shit. And then she liked the tweet calling J.R. Smith one of the top 2% stupidest people on earth. That seems a little high. How smart do you have to be to recognize racism?
1: Not very. Kids
0: can see it. Oh. I work with kids. They see it. Oh. (laughs) Okay. But. JR came back with the details, which is the best part. He said, would you like to explain to your husband why he can't say nigger or should I? I'd like to hear him do it. And sure. now we know what the question was that Sam Decker posed on the bus that made Jr. not fuck with him no more. Reasonable. Huh? Huh? That is a thought pattern. She's like. He doesn't say that word. I've never heard him say that word. He's not a racist or a Trump supporter. Simple as that. Not sure what your motive is here. So I got a few comments to say about that.
1: The first is, she conflates racists with Trump supporters? Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. I wonder why. I wonder why. I didn't say it. She did Next thing is, why is you never hearing someone say something mean it didn't happen? All your white friends have said nigga. Guaranteed. Right now. Like, all of them.
0: Just when no black people are around. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, look, the best part was, I thought, motive? That's kind of why I got to believe JR. He has no motive. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is Sam Decker? Like, he doesn't play in the league anymore. He plays in Turkey. The most relevant thing he can do in the NBA is get Ennis Cantor extradited. Listen,
1: what, did JR just win his second ring?
0: Literally, yes.
1: And I don't even know who Sam Decker is. Like, if he walked by me in Walmart... I couldn't tell you anything. No one would be walking him to him asking for autographs. would be like, oh, you just kind of tall.
0: Yeah. And she's like, he didn't say it. He was just like, why
1: can't I? The fact that you have to ask <laughs> says so many things about you as a
0: person. This nigga had a whole conversation on a bus full of six, seven up black, big ass NBA players about why he should be able to say nigga.
1: Are you? What are you trying to say that large black men are
0: violent? What? I'm I'm saying possibly if I was a white kid from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, I wouldn't be built like that. I think that's the problem. He's from <laughs>
1: Sheboygan, Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> have you ever met a
1: black person from Sheboygan, Wisconsin?
0: No, but I have from like Plainfield, Wisconsin. I forgot you from up there. I'm right. from the Midwest. Bear down. Okay.
1: That's, that's not even necessary.
0: <laughs> All right. It's been a couple of weeks since we've given you our top five teams in the NFL. I feel like things have been pretty shaken up. DeMarcus, where you at? Number one, still the
1: same, but I'm going to start at number five. So I got the Buccaneers. Am I a fan of this team? No. Do I even like this team? No. But are they good? I got to put some respect on it. Tom Brady, old as he may be, looking all right. Just signed Antonio Brown. Got a lot of weapons in the backfield. Got some weapons out wide. They got Gronk out of retirement. They're, I think, 5-2 and two right now or something like that or 4-2. and two. They're looking okay. That's my number five team. Number four, also a little down on them, I got the Ravens. So the Ravens have kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Last year, defenses didn't have any idea how to slow down Lamar Jackson. This year, it seems like some don't, but some certainly have an idea about how to do it. And I think starting with that Chiefs game, it's not been looking great for them. little down on the Ravens right now. They got a tough game coming up this week against my number three team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, the Steelers have surprisingly been good and... Fantastic. ...off of the radar. I believe they're the last undefeated team in the NFL. They beat the Titans last week. What?
0: I ain't saying nothing. You look like you was. Anyways... Steven Gaskowski has just washed and missed this chip shot for OT.
1: A dub is a dub. Okay. They don't they don't say almost when you look at the standings. It's a dub or an L. Steelers won. Go on. They got some good wins lately. Still undefeated. Their defense looks okay. I trust Big Ben in critical moments to make the right throws. He still has weapons. He's got James Connors. Uh, he's got Juju. Is it my favorite team? Nah, as a Cowboys fan, I don't like the Steelers. But again, respect where it's due. Top 2 teams, I think I'm in the same place. I have as the number 2 team, the Seahawks. Now, they lost this week, this past week to the Cardinals. But I called that. I was right again.
0: Finally, I was finally for you to stop pretend all this fake modest bullshit.
1: Fake modesty. How how dare you?
0: How dare I?
1: I am a modest person.
0: Oh, wow. Kick rocks.
1: I, you know, I can't believe that you would pretend for the podcast that I'm some immodest person who does terrible things.
0: <laughs> this is the narrative you're going to go with?
1: I'm a humble human being. I, I realize I'm just an average man. What do you mean?
0: You called yourself nigga Damas last week. What? It's not as funny when you do it. What do you mean it's not as funny when I do it? I
1: am humble. Listen, I've been right about some stuff. <laughs> That's just the truth. That don't mean I'm not modest or humble. I know where I came from.
0: Get your shit out, Demarcus.
1: Anywho, Seahawks took a tough L. Close game. Great game. Probably the best game I saw last week was at Seahawks-Cardinals. I got to admit, I had some homework, I had some stuff due for work, and I stopped to watch the end of that game. I also stopped to talk shit so I could text you. Because
0: <laughs> on, on a
1: Sunday night, I got to say, ain't the Lord good? Won't he do it? <laughs> he is. Praise Jesus. That's
0: what you put your prayers in for, DeMarcus?
1: Praise Jesus.
0: What? That's what you put your prayers in?
1: <laughs> Whenever I can. Number one team, clear and away, hands down, our Super Bowl champions, all hell the Chiefs. They've looked good. They had that one loss, bounce back. They found new ways to win. Andy Reid ran the football like 35 plus times. They played keep away with the Bills. Patrick Mahomes didn't throw that much. They won in nasty weather up in Buffalo that was wet and cold. The Chiefs are finding new ways to win after they were the champions and have the MVP. That should scare the rest of the league. They're clearing away my number one team.
0: Okay. We are pretty similar this week. I won't lie. I also have the Steelers pretty far up there.
1: Well, you're much higher on the Steelers than I am.
0: I mean, we'll get to the reasons why. I'm going to start. Tampa Bay is also my number five pick. It's sneaky how good this offense is when most of their players have been dinged up the entire year. Leonard Fournette dinged up. Godwin dinged up in and out. Mike Evans playing through a hamstring. They're still third in points per game, fourth in points per play, and fourth in red zone scoring. And then they added AB. And then Gronk finally took off. This is the team that I think is going to quickly start getting a lot of steam behind them. Like I called, second half of the season is when they're going to heat back up. Fourth team, agree, it's the Ravens. Their passing game is just atrocious right now. And Des Bryant is not the answer.
1: (laughs) No, there's a reason why he's unsigned.
0: He, towards Achilles,
1: whoa, 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 whoa! Even before that, he was unsigned, like half of a season. He was with the Saints. It was like his first practice after he got signed. Listen, that's not the answer to their
0: passing woes. It's fucked up how you Cowboys just throw these niggas in the gutter when you don't. Oh my!
1: That's not what's going on at all. The anybody who watches football who.
0: Anyone who watches
1: football. I had a qualifier if you let me get it in. <laughs> Anybody who watches football and knows anything about what's going on on the field. So not your casual fan who just like, yeah, the Cowboys are going to win Super Bowl this year. Right? Not that person. The person who.
0: Two months ago.
1: I'd never said that they would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> if, if I said that, cut it in right here. Play it back for the folks at home. I don't think I said that. And a lot has changed in two months. Don't make me seem delusional. (laughs) Anywho, they if you watch it, Dez was never a great route runner. Never a super speedy guy to stretch the field. We know what it was. He had Tony Romo. He was decent. And Romo would just be like, eh, fuck it. And throw up a 50-50 ball. And Dez would come down with it more often than not. That's how he made his money. But once Tony was gone and Death started getting little injuries and lost a step, like he was never fast and he lost a step. His career was always going to be on a downward trajectory after that. Does he still have some talent and some mileage? Yes. Left? Yes. But we haven't seen him play football in like two years. So even if he does, there's got to be a good amount of rust there.
0: I don't know. Not the answer though. My number three team. It's good to see that you didn't buy the hype. Do not overreact. Do not sell your Seattle Seahawks stock. Russ will not have another three interception game all year. Period. And it took three interceptions for the Cardinals to win an OT closest fuck game.
1: I mean, the reason the Cardinals won that game is... Well, partly Russ, yes, the three picks, but also the Seahawks' defense, which at this point should be very concerning. No
0: one cares. We know their defense is terrible. Anybody can hang 35 on the Seahawks. Anybody. The Jets? Damn, might. The way that defense is playing. I I don't know. Not the Jets. You might as well move DK Metcalf. the other side of the ball let him play corner or safety oh man listen when I saw that play I mean I was watching it live and I was
1: like damn like he if you watch the replay there's like he's at like the 15 20 yard line and he just turns it on and you just see him go by everybody you're, you're thinking oh Buda Baker's got this pick six Easy money. And he even turns around and do the wave. And he was surprised because <laughs> DK Metcalf was right there. And I would have been surprised too. Like, Buddha's not slow. No. He was outrunning literally everybody else on the field.
0: He is starting to look like a defensive candidate of the year.
1: Oh, Buddha. Buddha Baker's great and he has a great name.
0: Now, my number two team is the team DeMarcus thinks I'm too high on. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look. This defense is truly something. They made Derrick Henry look human. They are first in opponent yards per game, third in opponent yards per play, first in an opponent completion percentage, first in sack percentages. Look, Ben Roethlisberger is the liability for this team, and that's saying something.
1: I mean, this team is always going to be good. Of famer, he's old. He just had, I believe, Tommy John surgery. He, I mean, the team looked really good last year without him. Were they 9-7? and The team was always going to be good. I think he gives them, when he's able to have flashes of his old self, they could be real good. You just said he's a liability. That's why I have them a little bit lower than you. I think he is that liability. Sometimes Big Ben throws some picks. Sometimes Big Ben just throws it up. And sometimes he's just off.
0: Yeah, but these are the receivers that if you just throw it up, they're going to go and get it. Juju, Deontay, Chase Claypool. Like, these are big fucking dudes. Okay, and we got to talk about something real quick.
1: Side note, side note. So, this past week on NFL Twitter, literally the Twitter account for the NFL... They tweeted out a physical comparison between uh, Megatron and what's this This Claypool? Chase Claypool. Claypool. What's your take? I didn't see it. Oh, man. NFL Twitter just, like the actual people on Twitter who talk about the NFL, (laughs) flamed them. They were like, how dare you delete this? Put some respect on Megatron's name. People were like, oh, it's just a physical comparison. I'm like, nah. You can't put anybody's picture next. There's DK no. DK Metcalf? Physical specimen, yes. The production, we have not seen yet. Could he be as productive? Sure. Will he? Doubt it. Some of Calvin Johnson's seasons are on par or better than some of Jerry Rice's best seasons.
0: Look, and he's a by author.
1: far and away the best receiver we've ever seen. Jerry Rice. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 Yo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. The look in my eye.
1: <laughs> Listen, I got some hot
0: takes. That's not going to be one of them. <laughs> Shit. Okay, top team. No disagreement from me. The Chiefs, they just look so good.
1: And they got Le'Veon now.
0: It feels like the weather is playing better defense on Patrick Mahomes than any team has this year. Oh, absolutely. It's like he just lands in a city and they're like rain, sleet, and hail. Now that you know our top five, I want to talk about a category of teams outside of the top five, but still drawing a lot of interest. We want to call this segment Contenders or pretenders. All right, DeMarcus, I'm going to toss some teams your way. The Chicago bears.
1: Okay. So let's back up a little bit for this segment, contenders or pretenders. This comes from kind of old football coaching kind of ideas. And that is once you get to November, weather gets cold, things slow down you're gonna know who are who's for real and who just plan. And that's what this is all about. The Bears, they plan. They not real. Listen, the first, I told you before the season started, is not that guy. I've also told you that Nick Foles is gonna come back down and be bad at some point.
0: He There's was never on a high.
1: I, this is his high. there's a reason that he's not a starter in this league and you're going to find out this team is not for real not to mention they have some deficits on the offensive side when it comes to weapons defense great probably will waste max prime but that's a whole other thing but don't believe in this team not buying the hype they play in a tough division despite the vikings not being great gotta beat them and then you got aaron Rodgers, who Makes it part of his job to beat the Bears.
0: The Falcons beat the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the Vikings right now. We're talking about your Bears. You said we have to beat the Vikings twice. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Falcons beat the Vikings. Listen,
1: stuff happens sometimes in the NFL.
0: The Falcons are literally let's, trying let's to Let's stay on games. topic. Oh, I thought <laughs> that was on topic, but I can see why you'd like to move on, Demarcus.
1: So, let's do
0: it. All right. Bears are contenders. Because you've allowed this definition to be loose, you're thinking of a playoff team, a team that can win our playoff game. The Bears are in there. Our defense is that good. Think about it. Our schedule going forward, we get the Vikings twice, the Texans, the Jags, and the Lions. That puts us at 10 wins.
1: Oh, I didn't say you wouldn't make the playoffs. You're going to lose in the first round.
0: But to the 10 wins, we can get that win in the playoffs. I'm telling you, our defense is that good. Okay, let's think about this. Nick Foles showed us his low.
1: Rewind, rewind. Let's think about this. I think the Packers will win that division. They're the better team, period. They have the better quarterback, period. That means the Bears will get one of the wild card spots. Now we know what the way the NFL's done the playoffs this year, only the top seed gets a bye. So the second seed is also going to be playing whoever is one of those wildcard teams are. So you have the possibility of playing in my mind. Well, the Seahawks will probably get the bye. Just off the top of my head. You got the Bucks, you got the Packers, maybe the Saints, and then you got Either I think the Rams or the Cardinals. I think all those teams can beat the Bears.
0: I think the Bears can beat most of those teams. We've already beat the Bucks. Listen,
1: as you said like five minutes ago, the Bucks will have a late season surge. They're going to be good going into we the playoffs. Beat the it's Bucks Tom Brady. Two weeks ago, exactly two weeks ago, we're talking January when Tom Brady, you know, does his old man thing and deflates I the footballs. Know. Oh, oh, okay. Well, all right.
0: <laughs> look, I feel like we're a team that is live because our defense is very consistent. And people keep trying to frame this as a Nick Foles' is magic. You can't have his magic all the time. We have not seen Nick Foles' magic yet. And we have five wins. He got one magic
1: game in him a season. So you better hope that's in the playoffs. I uh, statistically,
0: that's usually where it is for him. We don't see when the pressure is on; he is fired. Fake news. What was more pressure ridden than the Super Bowl against the Patriots? I don't remember which that game. He dominated. I don't remember that game. Oh, okay, that good amnesia.
1: What? I don't have that shit. I have great memory. I don't remember that game.
0: Oh, you have great memory, but you don't remember that game. All right, let's move on. The Buffalo Bills.
1: This seems for real. Contender. So I think the Bills will win the AFC East. They are a really great team for the late season kind of push. If they're in the playoffs and someone's got to go to Buffalo in like late December, January kind of time, you don't want to play there. You can't throw the ball. It's going to be like two degrees outside, probably going to be a bunch of snow. They got a solid defense, good run game, and their quarterback, big, strong, played at Wyoming. I trust him to be able to make at least a few passes in that weather in January and win at least their first playoff game.
0: Mm. The Bills are pretenders to me. Explain. Look, saying they're going to win their division this year is like me saying the Eagles are going to win their division this year. The FC East is possibly the second worst division in football. So that's not saying much. I think this team is for us. I think when they play bad teams, Josh Allen looked like an MVP candidate. And their defense is pretty good. But... In the games that really mattered against the teams that we have in our top five or close to our top five, they look terrible. Josh Allen looked confused. He looked like he took two steps back from the step he took forward this summer. I'm not buying this team. And I think their run game is highly overrated. Well, I think you're underestimating...
1: Allen's potential to run the football as well. And I think you're underestimating what a playoff game there will look like. Just saying.
0: I feel pretty confident about that. Okay, let's go to the next team then. All right. The New England Patriots. And Scam Newton? Scam Newton?
1: I'm sorry, How go dare ahead. you? Go ahead. What do you think about this team? Scam Newton? What do you think? How
0: did he scam
1: them? This man is working for breadcrumbs in comparative money. You know, I was really high on the Cam Newton thing, but he ain't looked so great lately. Ever since the team kind of like got COVID and had that weird bye week thing. He got COVID. He got COVID. Maybe that's what's wrong with him.
0: He said, nah. He said he's just not playing great. No excuses. Bill sat him this past week. I know. This team is troubling for me. I feel like this team isn't pretending, but they aren't contending. This is a weird section where I wish the question was playoff or way off. Cause they would be way off right now, but I think this is the team that's going to turn it around. They're going to tighten things up right now. It seems like cam is getting loose with his mechanics and, not throwing the ball with the same conviction that he did earlier in this season. A lot of the other things are going to stay the same. Their receivers can't get separation. I'm waiting to see what they do coming at the trade deadline. That's really going to cement this team for me.
1: That has always been camp's problem that he can have flashes of having good mechanics but it's never sustainable. It's never for very long. He reverts back to the same broken mechanics that he's used since he was in junior college. That's one thing. They don't have a receiver to stretch the field. That's the other thing. I'm not sure they will get that receiver before the trade deadline passes. Those are all ifs, ands, and buts and wishful thinking, but the Bills are there. They have their team. It's assembled. They're fine. The Bills got a weapon who can stretch the field. Stephon Diggs. Contenders in this division. Patriots, pretenders. They
0: wish they were still contending. This one was really interesting for me. I don't see a lot of people talking about this team. They feel real underrated. The Las Vegas Raiders. Well, I won't say they're underrated. They're
1: rated just right right now. So they're 3-3. Three and three. They've got some good wins and some losses. I think their future is brighter than they are currently. So let's look at their upcoming schedule. So out of the remaining 10 games of the season, they play the Broncos twice. They're pretty bad right now. They play the Falcons. They pretty bad right now. They play the Dolphins. They bad, but they getting better. But they should win this game. They play the Chargers twice. They can can have a good chance to win both, if not split. And they play the Jets. That's easily seven wins. Five, five to seven wins. Even if they split with the Broncos and Chargers, which I don't think they will, they still win five more games. That gets them to at least eight, nine wins. And that's on the verge of a playoff berth. I think then with the with the kind of weapons they have, some of the veterans in the locker room, et cetera, this is not a team you want to see because any given Sunday, Derek Carr might get hot. He might start throwing over the middle to Witten. Like, is Romo in 2010 or something? I don't know.
0: Stop it.
1: Listen, I think this team is for real.
0: Witt is not even the best tight end on that team. Oh, I didn't say he was.
1: Okay. I just said on any given Sunday, they could beat you.
0: They can score with the best of them. They can. I'm happy to see that you're finally coming around on the Raiders, a team that you thought I had grossly overrated when I said they could go 9-7 and seven earlier in this podcast. Listen,
1: it's the season. Things change, all right? We don't live in the past.
0: Oh, no, don't worry. I let the bandwagon wait for you. Hop on that in. I'm
1: not hopping on. I'm just saying, based on their schedule, the logical, rational person I am
0: ah, says the they have a good chance
1: to win 10 games and be in the playoffs and have a good shot to win a wild card game.
0: All right. I want to talk about the 49ers. Ooh. Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, you think they're pretenders?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's hard to believe this team was in the Super Bowl last year. It seems like a lot of smoke and mirrors now. Injuries.
0: They are pretenders,
1: but injuries. So, yeah, they got injuries. They got a lot of problems at running back.
0: I mean, I feel like every running back on their squad got rocked.
1: I feel like this is just a rough year for running backs in general. (laughs) A lot of dudes either are not playing well or are injured. But, yeah, they got a lot of injuries, but I can't say that that is the main thing that's keeping them down. Most of their team's still there. They got their offensive genius head coach. Roll your eyes. Whatever. People said it. They still say it.
0: Still true.
1: Where is it at? It's next man up. You're supposed to be able to draw up some brilliance.
0: He did. This dude named Jeff Wilson That you never heard of went nuts last week and then also got hurt.
1: What you mean? I know Jeff. You know Jeff? Yeah, yeah. We went to high school together.
0: Oh, word? Yeah. fuck out of (laughs) here. That's my boy Jeff. Oh, yeah. That's your boy? Your boy not playing no more this season. What you mean? Yeah, I'm feeling sorry for him. I'm going to have to
1: text him later.
0: Okay. Look, I don't disagree. We'll move on to the last team. The New Orleans Saints. Contenders. No, I can't see it. Pretenders. What's your case? Look, this is not your father's saint team. Drew Brees is not the quarterback of the past. He isn't even Tom Brady. He's aging way faster. Like you said last week, he has a little bit of noodle arm. We haven't seen Michael Thomas on a field since week two. First, he's injured. Then he's no longer injured, but suspended. Then he's injured again. What's going on with Michael
1: Thomas? You just said it. He was injured, then he got suspended, and now he injured again. It's real simple. That's all that's going on. Yes, he has some noodle arm. But even just... He has noodle arm the past couple years. He hasn't been throwing it down the field. But when he is right, his brain is going to do most of the work for him. He's going to be like Peyton Manning in that last season. Uh, Which is still a contender.
0: The problem is... Their defense is not that Broncos defense. What? They have one of the most penalized defenses in the league. I think Drew will get
1: just enough done to get them into the playoffs again. And we've seen it could go either way if it's one play. I right, need is one play. Now, unfortunately for the Saints, they've lost on that one play two, <laughs> past, two of the past three years. But maybe it'll go their way this year.
0: I don't see it.
1: And I think Michael Thomas will get healthy. I think he's got a tweaked hamstring right now. He'll be back out there for the second half of the season. He's a great guy. He's going to catch probably still 60, 70 balls. He's going to have great run after the catch. Their offense will be better post-Michael Thomas coming back than it is right now.
0: Look, I talked to some people this week, and there's something fishy going on with this Michael Thomas situation.
1: Talk to some people.
0: I'm going to leave it at that. I don't have any confirmation yet. But there's something fishy going on with this Michael Thomas situation. You mean a crawfish boil? I mean, it is New Orleans. That's probably
1: it. Probably got a little Tabasco on his fingers.
0: (laughs) No, actually, that's disrespectful. It's
1: Louisiana hot sauce.
0: With Rondo winning his second NBA championship, He opted out of his contract with the Lakers. I hear he's looking for some big money, a bigger role with the team. DeMarcus, what's the fly route for free agent Rondo? Stay
1: where you are. Stay out there in la-la land. He just won a ring with the Lakers. He has a a relationship with both AD and Bron. He played well in the playoffs. He was playoff Rondo for a little bit again. He is probably the reason they won game two of the Western Conference Finals. I, I talked to some people. And one of his former teammates, when he played for the Mavericks, Richard Jefferson, said, hey, even when we were in Dallas, we would talk. He said, I want to be in L.A. This is where he wants to be. He has, in my mind, no reason to leave except for just purely wanting money. And I don't at this point in his career i'm not sure that's a good enough reason to leave why not stay somewhere where you have the chance to contend in your later years the lakers need a point guard the fit is right coming into the in the finals there were reports coming out that in the film session the most engaged players were lebron and rondo who were intense who were looking at and cutting up the the video really well and figuring out ways to beat the heat Etc. The fits right. He wants to be in that city. It went well this
0: year. I don't know why he want to leave. Look, Demarcus, if he had no reason to want to leave, why opt out? A little bit more money. You want leverage? Just a little bit. You want leverage? You opted out for just a little bit.
1: Listen, the thing is, now that he has played a season with the Lakers. The way the NBA and that soft cap works is they can go over to bring
0: back players they already had. They aren't in cap trouble. They gotta sign a D. Like with A D, they will not be in cap trouble. So this is a team that kept their cap flexibility, which is important because they didn't get that third star they wanted. You remember? they not getting a so long either. Look, they waited so long for Kawhi, they didn't get him. So they got a bunch of really short-term deals and kept their cap flexible because they didn't have much of a
1: better option. Exactly. And I'm saying that now that he's opted out, he has a chance to come back to the negotiating table and get a little bit more money than he did before. I'm not saying they should give him big money, but they can probably meet somewhere in the middle between what he was getting paid and what he wants
0: to get paid. Look, you're right. Rondo should stay in La La Land and go to the Clippers. I think the Lakers are going to try to make another big splash move because of the cap flexibility that we talked about. And Rondo opted out because he wants to get paid. Rondo has two chips. I want to see Rondo with them other boys in LA. I think the Clippers can overpay for someone like Rondo, and I'm not sure the Lakers will because the Clippers are way more desperate in a season where your free agent point guard options are not great. Kawhi has demanded a ball distributor, and he wants to give that ball distributor big minutes and a bigger role on the team, and that's something that Rondo probably likes. Rondo becomes a key component of that team, not a bench component of that team, and has a chance to win his third chip with his third franchise. So I think the problem here is fit.
1: I don't think Rondo will get along with Kawhi. Why I don't not? think Ron- Rondo is an intense guy. He's very smart, uh, has a high basketball IQ. And when Kawhi is doing that, I'm going to take a game off kind of thing.
0: Rondo's not going to be cool with that. I disagree. I
1: Please disagree. explain.
0: The fact that Rondo is really aggressive, really smart is the reason why he's good for the Clippers. Because the Clippers need that leader. Kawhi can't be that leader. He doesn't want to be that leader. And we damn sure know to them boys don't want Paul George to be that leader. You're not
1: incorrect in that sense. I'm saying I think Rondo will clash with Kawhi over some of the things Kawhi does that we talked about last week.
0: I think someone who is both this injury prone as Rondo has been over the years and has played in the different places Rondo has does not have that same problem with load management because that was something that the Pelicans had to do with AD and all of his injuries when AD and Rondo played together. Okay, here's the thing.
1: Yes, Rondo injury prone. Most of his injuries have been like breaking different fingers. Like you he think he's broken or tore a ligament in almost every finger on both hands. auto assists.
0: Moving hot with the ball. Okay,
1: that's a bit much, but let's get back to the point. (laughs) AD's injuries directly related to, you know, as a big man, get more games off, being that tall, heavy, being that high usage creates a burden on your body.
0: Kawhi, though, he's not going to be cool with that. I think both Ty has already let us know that the load management will not be as aggressive as it was last year, and he's been very public about that. He is trying to reset that culture. And fun fact: Kenny Atchison is going to be the top assistant coach for the Clippers. Listen, all we need
1: for that to for him to go back on all the Kawhi stuff is one tweet from like what's his like Uncle Dennis? Uncle Dennis. That's all we need. Uncle Dennis to get on a radio show, get on Twitter somewhere, and be like, "Oh, my nephew needs a couple games off." That's going to be a wrap for that. that.
0: Okay, I think it's way more likely that if there's a big clash with Kawhi, he just walks away. Kawhi walks away or Uncle Dennis walks away? No, Kawhi. He's a free agent at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. So I don't
0: think Kawhi is going to do a bunch of yapping, and Dennis is going to do a bunch of yapping.
1: I I think they still have leverage even with
0: yapping. I say I just don't think they will. Okay. We shall see. All right. We know who's been right on this stuff. I don't think you've been as right as you think, DeMarcus. That's why I brought up the Kenny Atchison thing when we talked about the Clippers. They needed someone like Kenny. They needed someone to reset and shape culture on that staff and team.
1: Yeah, just not the head coach.
0: And? I mean, I was still right. What you also said the Cowboys were gonna win how many games this oh year? My God,
1: why you keep going back to the Cowboys? Because like you keep saying, literally that you're beating so a right. dead horse. Listen, we all have our blind spots. I've been very upfront. The Cowboys are one of mine.
0: We're gonna get past that You though. still think Carson Wentz should be benched? Oh yeah, he's still bad. They barely won last week. So you're still gonna sit on Carson Wentz is not a franchise quarterback.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, we have a crazy iteration of our COVID and concussion segment for y'all today. While there's always a ton of news moving around the NFL about COVID-19, we wanted to highlight three stories in particular that both showed the severity of this issue, but also the fact that the NFL, while starting to get more serious about setting up barriers and guidelines and deterrence teams and players are not all the way bought in okay so on this we're both right
1: we called this back in august september we were like listen do you trust every nfl team and every nfl player to abide by all of these guidelines for four five six months the answer is hell no i barely want to and I'm not an NFL player getting paid millions of dollars who's famous and can go party and can do all kinds of things.
0: Speaking of being famous, being able to party and do all kinds of things, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were caught hanging out massless in a club last week. Okay. After they lost to the Eagles. So
1: the loss part is probably the bigger part of this, but Saquon can do that. He's out for the season.
0: Saquon still rehabs and probably rehabs in the facility.
1: Mm, You got a point.
0: The video is clear. There are no if, ands, or
1: buts. I think this is a case that is just like what's happening in our White House. That the people who are there rely too heavily on testing and believe that just because they are negative or the people around them are negative that they shouldn't do things like practice social distancing or wear a mask no
0: nigga they went to a club those niggas in the club are not getting tested don't give them that out look
1: oh i still think he's wrong i'm
0: not saying he's right the person that posted the video goes by the name dj lughead this is the this is the real problem you gotta be what were you doing with dj lughead
1: not even that as Daniel Jones, who is supposed to be a franchise quarterback and Saquon, who's a star running back in this league, you've got to know there's a camera everywhere. You just gotta assume it at all times. Like, I assume there's a camera it in this room right now sneak recording. Photo.
0: Me. Oh, it I'm was basically like a selfie video nigga.
1: I I don't disagree, but I'm saying knowing that you can't go out, or at least you gotta be like, I'm gonna have a small party at my place and I'm taking phones at the door. You can't go out to the club.
0: So DJ Luckhead took the video down and was like, no, this video is a year old. Did that work for Lou Will? Mm -mm, No, exactly. Jack Harlow. Okay. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fair. He tried to say the club wasn't even open anymore. The website detector test determined that that was a lie. lie. (laughs) (laughs) Now, The league has explicitly banned gatherings outside of the team facility earlier this month. So, like, Daniel Jones and Saquon aren't even supposed to be partying together, right? And they've said they're going to be more serious about their punishments going forward. And they tried to set that tone, actually, recently when they fined the Titans $350,000 For violating the COVID-19 protocols. Now if you all listen to some of our older episodes. We told you when it happened that the Titans were caught, pictured, filmed. After having positive tests. And having to close down their facility. Practicing at a local high school Montgomery Bell Academy. And obviously against the rules. All gatherings are banned, but I imagine they're super fucking banned in a world where you have a bunch of COVID tests. They end up having 24-plus positive tests, wreaking havoc to the NFL schedule. What do you think about this fine, DeMarcus? Is 350 bands enough?
1: No. I don't think—I think in these cases, it should be more than money. At a certain point after three strikes, for example, we got to talk some draft picks. That is the only way you're going to get teams to really take this seriously, when you take away their ability to be good in the future and their draft capital,
0: period. I feel like this is something where we have to see stronger moves by the NFL. The Raiders are now also under investigation after their outbreak. They have a right tackle, Trent Brown, who tested positive, and they couldn't complete the contact tracing for him Because he was not wearing his contact tracing device when he was supposed to.
1: I got you. So what we need, a solution is. Was it Daniel House in the NBA bubble? Yes. Whoever they have following him. They need one (laughs) of those people for every NFL team. Because they were good. They got (laughs) him like (laughs) the next morning. So we need that. Or maybe you just have it where you make like mini bubbles. Where the players are... In hotels together between, you know, after practice, during the week or whatever, and they don't go anywhere. and You monitor them because obviously they can't be trusted.
0: That's going to be tough. It's just a lot of space you need. I mean, you could have essentially each team
1: just ensures their players are not doing things outside the facility by having them there. Like even, let's say, I mean, most of these teams have a hotel they can rent out. Just run out like, pretend like it's training camp. They all together in a hotel, have a curfew. Don't let them go any. And you could be like, this. It's not gonna work. But they got to do something extreme.
0: Training camp to February.
1: They got to do something extreme.
0: Uh, look,
1: you gave them freedom. You see what they did with it.
0: I agree. Something extreme needs to happen because our last story for you is a much more somber one. Raquel. Armstead, who was a running back for the Jaguars, he's is a unique case where he's a player who caught COVID but hasn't had the same positive recovery that has been touted by everybody who wants to focus on the NFL talking points and their downplaying of the seriousness of this issue. Armstead has been hospitalized twice and has suffered a Variety of complications due to COVID-19. He's having significant respiratory issues. He was originally supposed to be the running back to replace Leonard Fournette. It's not like he was some bum or some scrub. Like, he's probably now lost that job to Illinois State breakout running back James Robinson. Shout out to the ill-stupid. You know.
1: Yeah, this is a really serious issue. And... You know, this is the reason why the NFL needs to take more extreme measures, because it's life or death. Yes, most people, most young people who get it recover and are fine, but some are not. And even the ones who are, we, we don't really even now understand the full effects of what COVID-19 does to the body. There are lots of information and studies out there that says it causes long-term organ damage to so things like your heart and your lungs. And that even if you get it and it's mild and you recover, you could still have decreased and diminished lung capacity. And for athletes, that's the most serious thing. That's their career, their livelihood, their job, et cetera. Either they take it more seriously or the league and the players association need to mandate things that force them to take it more seriously. And finding the teams is not the same as finding the players. It needs to be both.
0: I agree. He's currently, Armstead is currently not expected to play the rest of the NFL season. And he's barely 24. He's fit. He's a professional athlete.
1: Has probably good health care.
0: Amazing health care, I would imagine. And this is really sad. Prayers go to him, his loved ones. Hopefully he makes a full recovery and we can, See him on the field at a later time. But man, the way this is being downplayed, how many Raquel Armstead's do we have to have before the NFL starts doing things like draft picks and other direct punishments on players? It'll have to happen to a star player.
1: That's unacceptable. It is, but it's the truth.
0: The NFC Lease Showdown. Who's gonna be the best of the least? DeMarcus, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Well, I hate this name, first off. I hate it. Why? It's accurate.
1: Accuracy, validity. Let's let's not even.
0: Is this the worst division in football?
1: I'm not sure.
0: This East and Least rhyme.
1: There's another East, but okay. Anyways. Ain't this bad. Cowboys will win.
0: Ooh, Tight game. Is Andy Dalton ever going to play?
1: Mm, that's the big if.
0: Mm, right said now. said he's going to win. You said the Cowboys are going to win. Confident, he's in concussion chest, protocol.
1: Nigga. After that dirty hit last week by the Washington football team. It was dirty. He was sliding.
0: Look, y'all got your asses beat by a team with no name. And then they put a dirty hit on your quarterback and ain't none of your players do shit.
1: Well, I'll say, at least in that game, they seemed like they had checked out. They did When seem y'all like go check in? When was the last time hard? y'all looked
0: checked in? Well, <laughs> before Dak <that> got hurt. <laughs> and you were still losing there, huh? They were close games. Okay.
1: We had some close ones. Seahawks, you know. Rams. Those aren't
0: bad teams to lose to. Yeah, but you've also lost to the Washington football team.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah third string quarterback, we've lost three pro ball offensive linemen, not even counting the possible Hall of Famer that retired this offseason because of an autoimmune disorder.
0: Next man up.
1: You can't just replace Hall of Fame linemen.
0: Next man up. Whatever. That's what you see in Philly?
1: That's not what we're seeing in Philly.
0: Offensive line super hurt. Whole wide receiving core hurt. You were hurt last year. Deshaun Jackson came back into the game just to get hurt and no longer be able to play again.
1: This receiving core for the Eagles has been hurt since last year.
0: Yeah. I need an APB out for Alshon Jeffries, last seen in 2018. They drafted the wrong receiver.
1: I think that's clear. Jalen
0: Rager was hurt. I'd let that go. Whoa, whoa, whoa
1: but there were still better receivers in that draft they could have taken.
0: I don't know if that's true because Jalen Rager has not really been able to play football because he's injured. So you think he's better than CeeDee Lamb? I think CeeDee was picked One pick, yes. Yeah. So then what does that matter? They picked the best real receiver available for them. Unfortunately, he's been injured. And somehow with this dude named Travis Fulgham, they're still winning games. Something that is eluding the Dallas Cowboys.
1: At least they have their starting quarterback.
0: Uh, At least you all have your starting running back.
1: We know this league is a quarterback
0: league. Look, all I know is when Zeke didn't play those games, that was every excuse the Cowboys had. Well, that's several years ago ago now. Dak has grown.
1: Dak ha- had grown as a player. He last was setting week? offensive records before he got hurt. He had a great season last year. Last week almost through for 5,000 yards. You're not listening to anything that I'm saying.
0: I'm saying Zeke being unavailable for part of a year was your excuse to explain his subpar Dallas Cowboys performance. That was
1: 2017. What are you talking about?
0: I'm going to leave this one go. I, I I, actually am not feigning here. I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Okay. He was the core of the offense then.
0: look, Miles Sanders, their lead running back, he's also hurt. This dude, Boston Scott, making plays. Here's the difference. The Eagles have that next man up mentality. They still fight to win games. I think you all are going to get slaughter on national television for the second straight week third straight week i guess that would be third straight week it's a hat trick you're being
1: disingenuous huh (laughs) wow that was so fake so yes eagles have next man up the problem for the cowboys is the next man came up and he got hurt too so we on the third and fourth man up
0: it was 22 to three when he got hurt
1: with a bunch of third string players yes Outside of that, outside, he I'm talking about offensive line,
0: third players.
1: offensive line, our defense, etc. We've had a rash of injuries.
0: Offensive line, running backs, we've wide had receivers. our
1: backups to our offensive line hurt. You, you're not understanding. There's nuance here to the severity There's and number to yeah.
0: picking niggas up off the street and the Saints exactly, practice, practice exactly
1: block. because we had. Pro Bowl, All Pro talent who's now on injured reserve or retired and sitting at home is different.
0: So that's the excuse you're gonna use. Excuse? After you to the that's the reason. Way. I'm not buying it. You're not you, buying it. You're being
1: a little ridiculous. No, you you are poking the dead horse now.
0: You just can the horse be dead if you just bet on it? It's my horse. <laughs> I'm just Can the horse be dead if you're still betting on it? It's my horse. That does not answer the question. Are Let's you on. betting on a dead horse, Demarcus? It's my horse.
1: That's all I gotta say for you. That's all I gotta <laughs> say about this.
0: Welcome to our last segment, the heart of our show, Ballers Bouquets. Too often in the media, they only want to focus on the negative and salacious things that athletes do and they never want to give them credit where credit is due here we like to make us change so i'm
1: gonna go out of my way as a warriors fan and give credit to harrison barnes who as a warriors player never did anything of value but as a sacramento king he has made a difference in his community so Harrison Barnes is one of five recipients of the 2019-2020 NBA Cares Community Assist Award. He will also receive this week's Baller's Bouquet. So the winner of the NBA Cares Community Assist Award is recognized for continued commitment Positively impacting the community through sustained efforts all season, Barnes and his wife Brittany donated forty thousand dollars to fund weekly groceries for disadvantaged families and seniors by partnering with the Sierra Health Foundation. In twenty nineteen, Barnes, along with Philadelphia Eagles player Malik Jackson, paid for the funeral of Atiana Jefferson, who was killed in her home in Fort Worth, Texas, by a police officer. And after receiving the award from the NBA. Barnes said, quote, it is a great honor to be named among the winners of the NBA Community Assist Award, which I prid- proudly share with my wife, Brittany. Brittany and I remain committed to helping the communities we are connected to, specifically showing our support for families affected by police brutality. We dedicate this award to the legacy of Breonna Taylor, and we stand with organizations such as Say Her Name with African-American policy forum to shine a light on black women and girls who have been victims of police brutality. We cannot forget them and the black men senselessly killed. Our efforts are not done and we will continue to make a difference to fuel racial and social justice, end quote. Additionally, when the Sacramento Kings joined the NBA bubble down in Orlando, Harrison Barnes dedicated each of the Kings eight games to different Foundations and organizations that support a reform when it comes to police brutality. So in the eight games, he supported the Trayvon Martin Foundation, the Botham Jean Foundation, the Atiana Project, Mothers Against Police Brutality, the Michael Brown Foundation, the Tamir Rice Foundation, Champion in the Making, and the African American Policy Forum. Contributing 25000 to each organization after every game overall contributing $200,000 to organizations that are seeking to make changes in our country to combat racial and social inequalities. And not to mention, he put his money where his mouth was, and he put his mouth out there. During this summer, after the senseless killing of George Floyd, he marched in Sacramento with, for in support of Black Lives Matter. When he spoke to the crowd there, he talked about both civic engagement and voting. So, we're at that time of year where we got to give props here. He has done everything you can as a black man for his community. He has praised his wife, donated money to organizations to stop police brutality. He's donated money to feed the poor and the hungry. He said all the right things, and he is very deserving of this week's Baller's Bouquet. Shout out to Harrison Barnes. You're doing great things. Keep doing them.
0: All right. That's a wrap for episode eight of the fly route podcast. As always, we want to thank everybody for taking the time out of your day to listen. We really appreciate each and every single one of you with every episode we see our views and our downloads grow, and we appreciate all of you. We appreciate all of your feedback and the crazy stories you all are cluing us in on. Let us know. Where do you want to see playoff Rondo next season?
1: Yeah, I want to thank everybody. Some of the best parts of my day are when I open my phone to get on Twitter or Instagram or even a text message. And someone has listened to our show. They've given us feedback, whether it's good or bad. I'm happy to see it. And I want more of that. So please continue to follow us and interact and engage with us at the Fly Route Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be making the transition to YouTube as well very soon. So look out for that. We'll announce that in the coming weeks. Every Friday.